Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. He infringes my art, I shut down his print shop and ruined his career. A little backstory. I'm an online artist and this took place when I was in my early 20s. There was a popular artist who called himself a professional and works in the industries. I used to look up to him. Let's call him Zack. Lately, I have noticed how Zack's art looked eerily too familiar to a piece of media that I've seen before. So I looked up the image and found that it matched up to his art. He was directly referencing the official art and profiting off it by selling it on his print shops online. He didn't make any effort to make the reference detached from the original piece. I confronted him about it, sending a detailed message not to do that and the possible consequences. I have seen artists in real life who were sued for over $100,000 and to the extent in jail for doing what they did. Instead of being professional and mature about it, he lashed out at me and took it to social media, telling me how wrong I was to falsely accuse him since artists use references and how I could get sued for libel. I was dumbfounded at how clueless he was not comprehending what I was talking about. He included my username, which my blog had links to my contacts, my emails, Facebook page, art accounts, and Instagram. His fans, including his group of friends, joined in in sending me downright horrific messages. I had panic attacks, resulting from the pure backlash of his enormous fanbase. I constantly received hate mail, telling me how horrible I am as a person, how shitty my art was, and to the extent of death threats for almost an entire month. The last straw that broke the camel's back was when he directly referenced off of my art and made money off of it. I didn't know how to find a lawyer, and I feel hopeless and angry that I couldn't do anything about it. Later, it hit me that if I can't do it, then maybe another artist can or anyone who holds the copyright. The last time I remember, Zack never credited any of these artists for his references. I looked into the art that he referenced and examined each official company matching Zack's art. I used Google search to find anyone working for said company, and voila. I found a staff member for a branch in a different continent. Let's call him Cody. I contacted Cody's Facebook and tipped him about Zack's activity through Messenger. I uploaded and sent a copy of their art and Zack's art for comparison. Cody just simply replied, We'll contact our legal team. Thanks for the notice. Another week passes by, and during the time, he constantly posts to every damn thing that I post about in my art blog. And then silence. I checked his print shop and it was removed. His response to my message was taken down from his social media. He stopped talking to his friends publicly. Days later, a fan was asking about him and he responded how he is no longer friends with them because they are toxic hypocrites. One of his former group of friends contacted my friend and cried about how awful a bully he was. Of course, my friend didn't care. It was the most glorifying feeling I have ever rejoiced. This would have been avoided if he at least had heeded my warnings. How he handled the situation was not professional at all. 
About five years later, I had been informed that apparently, he had a tough time getting back into the industry after there were allegations of his past copyright infringement. The biggest one was having a lawsuit with the big company that Cody had worked for. When someone tried to get you fired, but you have a reverse card. So this incident blew up in March 2021, in the middle of lockdowns and stuff. It would probably be recognizable to people I work with, hopefully they don't read this. It's a story about someone whose ambition was bigger than their ethics, and the law, and it coming back to bite them. So at the time, I was working as a manager in a mid-sized business. While I was there, I was assigned a new member to my team. I'll call her Evil. Evil was in her mid-twenties, and was pretty fresh out of college. She was the kind of person who could talk your ear off about all of her ideas and plans and what she was working on, but never really seemed to have anything to show for it. When I talked to her about clients complaining that she wasn't getting back to them, she would always have an excuse about how difficult they were, how snowed under she was, and how she had written an email but it must have gotten lost in the spam, so on and so forth. Basically, never her fault. It got to the point where after one of our monthly meetings, I called her in and explained that if she couldn't get her tasks done, she needed to let us know so that we could help delegate resources to make sure that things weren't slipping through the cracks. I'll admit, I was pretty direct. Her performance was impacting the whole team, and my job was literally to keep the team on track. I get that people can be under pressure, that there can be stuff going on at home which impacts work, and that sometimes people need a bit of help. But if every time I ask about a project, you say, yep, yep, everything's good, I've got it under control, and then it all falls apart, and your only response is to blame the client, we have a problem. I explained that I wasn't going to start formal performance management or anything like that, but from now on, I would like her to check in with me on Monday mornings for 10 minutes to go over objectives for the week and to check if she needed support with any of her clients. I know that it isn't fun to be micromanaged, so I try to keep these check-ins short and mostly just offer assistance on stuff. She clearly hated my guts though and apparently was hatching her own pro-revenge. Now, part of my role included the use of a purchasing card, which wasn't in my name, but I had access to it. I was given the card to basically make small purchases for the office or spend up to $500 on clients. The card was kept in an office that I shared with another team manager where we both could access it when we needed it. One day, I get a call from accounts asking about a few abnormal purchases on the card. A Photoshop subscription, a couple of Uber Eats orders, an HBO subscription, etc. I say I don't know anything about them and they should check with the other team manager. Apparently the other team manager didn't know anything about them either because after the weekend I get called into the big boss's office. After my colleague and I had denied involvement, accounts had started calling Adobe and Uber and stuff to find out where the transactions were coming from. They said not only were the accounts in my name, they were registered to an email address with my name in it too. For example, wordroll3 at domain.com or something like that. I can't describe what it felt like to be in that meeting. I felt physically sick. I couldn't work out what was happening. I was so shocked, I just didn't know what to say. I felt like I was about to get fired and I couldn't understand how that was even possible. The director was going on about how access to the card was a privilege and that I had signed an agreement about appropriate use and so on and so forth. 
I denied that I had been using it inappropriately, and the boss listened, but I could tell that he wasn't that convinced. To be honest, in my head, I was gaslighting myself and worrying that I had somehow saved the card on Google, and maybe my wife had been accidentally using it or something. It was terrible, and I found myself apologizing and saying, I don't know how this happened. I assure you that I know that none of those expenses are appropriate uses of company funds. There must have been some kind of mistake. Can I please have the details and look into it? Etc, etc. When I finally got out of that office, job still intact, Evil was waiting for me at my office door. She was grinning from ear to ear and sweetly explained that she had been waiting for our morning meeting. I told her something had come up and we would do the meeting tomorrow, and she said, Oh, will you be in tomorrow? I was confused because I didn't know that I was in a pro-revenge thread at the time, and I just replied, Yes, why wouldn't I be in tomorrow? She just sipped her tea and said, Oh, no reason, turned around and went back to her desk. Something felt off, but I was still worrying about what had happened with the boss, so I spent the next couple of hours calling my wife, calling Adobe, and doing the same legwork that accounts had done. It became very obvious that someone had been using my name and the company card to spend a bunch of money online. Had I been hacked or something? Personal info on the dark web and these hackers just really wanted Photoshop and Wendy's delivered? It was the Uber Eats that was her undoing. After getting on the phone and talking through what had gone on, and obviously giving my name for the account and everything, the fellow on the phone had told me where the food had been delivered. It was in our city, which made me rule out straight away any notion of my data being sold online or something. Now I was suspicious and pissed. I don't like to think the worst of people, but now I was. Listening to my gut, I pulled up Evil's employee information and I checked her address. I pulled it up on Google Maps, dropped a pin on her place, and then looked for the address that Uber Eats had given me. It was the corner of her effing block. I was furious. When she left work for the day, I got IT to give me access to her laptop. Sure enough, when I opened up her domain.com account, under her listed accounts was word.roll3 at domain.com. There were some things that she had been smart about. The IP address that she had been using was the office, which would have tied it back to me. She had even had the food delivered to a different address. She had even made a fake email address. But saving her passwords on a work computer was a mistake. I called the boss that night and explained what I had found, and kept the IT guy with me to support the fact that I hadn't just logged into her computer and made it all up. The next day, the boss called her into the office and fired her so bad, there were red trucks lining up outside the building. When she teary-eyed left his office, I made sure that I was standing in the hall, sipping a cup of tea. It had gotten cold while I waited for her, but it still tasted sweet. I hope she went home that night, because if she did, she would have received some nice goodbye Wendy's delivered by Uber Eats, paid for on my personal card, of course. Revenge and justice can be the same thing, right? In the end, she was fired. The boss apologized and we were on good terms when I left in October for a new gig. She never apologized and I haven't seen her since. The boss decided not to get the police involved and neither did I. I just didn't want the hassle. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Getting justice internationally for a man who got away with assault back home. Hello, all. I was going to post this in Petty Revenge, but upon reading their rules and their link here, it was clear this belongs here. No names mentioned, and airport locations changed. His destination was Germany, though. So, this was the June of 2011 that this happened over the course of just one day. One of our family friends had a younger sister in her early 20s, and it had later transpired her partner was being abusive to her for the previous year forcing himself on her, hitting her, having her phone. These were just some of the examples I can remember, but it was clear that he was a horrible piece of work. She had apparently gone to the police, but they didn't take her seriously. The extent of what she may have said to them is totally unclear. On the day this happened, he had woken up early having packed a suitcase the night before. He told her that he was going away with the boys for a week, and he wanted her phone to take with him, and a fight broke out, and he ended up punching her, but she was able to kick him fairly hard in the crotch, leaving him crying and in agony, and she took the chance and ran out of the house that they rented. He evidently left some time later, and went off to Manchester Airport for his 5.30pm flight to Berlin. She was seen by my cousin's friend sat in McDonald's with a hoodie on, trying to cover her face which was unusual for her to do. Seeing her in a bit of a state, the friend immediately called my cousin, who lived less than a mile away from the McDonald's, and she went over. She picked her up, and there was a big emotional breakdown of the details of what he had been doing. Later in the afternoon, there were five to six of us, including the girl, all at my cousin's house plodding away. We had various ideas, all of which were violent, I'm sure. My cousin said that she wasn't waiting for him to come back, and took the details of his flight, and proceeded to call Berlin Airport 30 minutes after the flight was scheduled to leave Manchester. She speaks near-perfect German, due to being with a German guy since she was 21. She gave his description, and mentioned that he is walking funny, as he has bags and bags of cocaine up his backside. She was hoping the kick in the crotch would impact his walk, to give it credibility. There was something unique about his suitcase, but I can't recall exactly what it was. Suffice to say, it would aid immensely in identifying the handful of people who would match his description of age, height, clothes, etc., leaving a particular flight. She told them that he had text messaged a friend bragging that he got through Manchester Airport with no issues. At best, we had hoped that they'd take him somewhere when he landed, and be searched, etc., to disrupt the start of his holiday. It turns out that the kick in the crutch was absolutely vital, as they intercepted the man walking gingerly through the gate at Berlin as being the one who had been reported. He was strip-searched and some form of scan, 
and as if Karma herself had stepped in, he actually had a condom up his backside with cocaine for him and his friends for the holiday. The girl in the story had no idea that he was a user, so a great stroke of fortune for her here. He was arrested and accused of attempting to smuggle a lot more. They said that he must have disposed of it after Manchester somewhere, thinking that he had been rumbled and hadn't retrieved them all. They floated the idea of 10 years prison time, we think in an attempt to get a confession. In the end, he served 18 months at a prison in Germany after admitting that he had smuggled the one bag and that was it, but the rumor back then was that he had 12 months knocked off due to some home office agreement. I have absolutely no idea if that part is true or not, unfortunately. When he came back home, he relocated some 90 miles away, and I couldn't be so sure the last time that I remember hearing anything new about him. We did mull the possibility that he had moved away concerned he had made enemies at home, and maybe thought someone close to home had involvement in this. She also relocated, but to another city within Europe, and she has her own practice where she is a qualified grief psychologist. It isn't the sort of story that we often look back on given it was born out of complete evil, but it forever reminds me that a kick in the balls really can take a man down. Alright, and I think that's where I'm going to leave the episode for today, guys. If you enjoyed it, let me know what you thought of it down in the comments below, and as always, I hope you have a good day. Bye! Hold up, what was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.